I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So guys, I apologize wholeheartedly for missing yesterday's episode. Long story short, I was extremely sick and so was my baby. He is still really, really sick. And from whatever it was that we had, he's developed a double ear infection and some sort of a tooth infection where one a baby tooth is coming in. Long story short, he was in a lot of pain all of yesterday, all night long, and pretty much all of today too. So it has been very, very crazy with a trip to urgent care, the ER, and to pick up a lot of prescriptions. So anyway, we are on the mend, but I really appreciate you guys and your patience uh, when we have to have a sick day. If you're like, what the heck? I missed this. How did I not know you were taking off sick? I announced it on our News Du Jour podcast Instagram. And that is newsdujour.podcast on Instagram. And if you follow us on there, I will post my stories if I'm going to have to miss an episode for some reason. And of course, I will update you guys on the next episode what's been going on. So I have a couple sort of like announcements or reminders like here at the top um, in terms of news stories. And then we have a full heavy episode for you guys. It may go over a little bit on time today because I have so much to catch you up on. Let's get into it. First up, the Met Gala is less than a week away and rumor has it that this will be a much smaller affair than in previous years. People had speculated that the Kardashian family would actually not be invited this year, which had the internet buzzing. However, Vogue confirmed via the New York Times that Kim Kardashian will indeed be walking those steps this year for the Met Gala. So it seems that the rumors were at least partially false. If only like Kendall and Kim were invited, that would actually make a lot of sense to me because they're really the only two in the family who have graced the cover of Vogue and really seem to take their fashion very, very seriously. And by Vogue there, I mean American Vogue. I think, you know, some of the other family members have probably done like other off brands of Vogue, Vogue, you know, New Zealand or Vogue, you know, for other countries. But in terms of being on the crown jewel cover of American Vogue, it's only been Kim and Kendall, I think. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, they're the two who take fashion the most seriously. So it would make sense that maybe they would be the only two who would go. We'll see. And we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And then our last sort of like reminder announcement here at the top is that despite his age, it seems that President Biden will make one last run for U.S. president. 
Experts on the Hill are whispering that the formal announcement that everyone has been on pins and needles waiting for could happen as soon as today. So that's something to look out for because I feel like when the incumbent decides to run formally, it really kicks off campaign season in a way and the ads start running and that's where we start to feel that buzz of an incoming presidential election. And then that's kind of our mini stories for today. We don't have any mini stories, but we are going to go ahead and jump into Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News and Don Lemon leaving CNN. It was announced midday yesterday that Tucker Carlson will be leaving Fox News and that the decision was mutual. What's more, there will be no two weeks or, you know, two weeks notice. This is it. Tucker is done. His last day was April 21st, 2023. Tucker was Fox News' actually top-rated primetime host, but he was also deeply entrenched in the Dominion voting machines case, and likely the Smartmatic one as well. Emails came out between Tucker Carlson and other Fox News executives saying that he hated President Trump, quote, passionately, end quote, and that election rigging claims were, quote, insane, end quote, revealing basically that Tucker did not believe a lot of what he was saying or insinuating while on the air. Tucker Carlson has been a controversial and very divisive personality on Fox since he began there in 2016. But I guess it just kind of reached its boiling point with these lawsuits, despite his popularity with their audience. Here's what Fox News had to say in their statement, quote. This is a press release put out by Fox, and it's titled Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson Part Ways. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st. Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time starting this evening as an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. End quote. And so that's kind of where they stop talking about Tucker Carlson. They go on to name all of the different Fox News affiliates, which it's a long list, um, and how basically they continue to reach 200 million people a month. But none of that really has to do with Tucker Carlson. But Fox is not the only major news network cleaning house. As I mentioned, CNN's Don Lemon was also revealed yesterday that he had been terminated from the network. He, too, was a very prominent anchor, but kind of for Fox's progressive nemesis, CNN. But the reasoning here is different. Don was actually accused of mistreating female colleagues, as well as making crude comments on air, most recently about Nikki Haley's age, saying that women, women specifically, not people, are past their prime once they're over 40. Woof. And then after saying that, he tried to defend it, which was like only making things worse. So CNN initially wrote of the situation, quote, 
CNN and Don have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of the CNN family, and we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. We wish him well, and we'll be cheering for him in his future endeavors, end quote. So that's initially what was put out. Then Don took to Twitter and posted his own feelings on the situation, which read, quote, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best, end quote. And then CNN Communications put out this tweet as a response to Don's response. Quote, Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. End quote. Whoa. So that situation is obviously getting messy. Kind of fun to watch. I'm busting out my popcorn personally. Don has worked for CNN since 2006. He also anchored for NBC News in several different prominent roles. I'm not sure if I can really feel bad for either of these characters, but I have to wonder, did Fox and CNN coordinate to drop both of their bad apples on the same day? Or was it just sort of a convenient thing that happened because now these two things are competing for headlines? It will definitely be interesting to see if any other news outlets pick them up as anchors. We'll keep you guys posted. And next up for today, U.S. military begins evacuations from Sudan. So the U.S. military has begun evacuating U.S. personnel from Sudan as the fighting there is accelerating. There is immense planning going into these evacuations because... As we've mentioned before, more than once, this situation is just extremely chaotic and unpredictable. They are coordinating moving diplomats to basically nearby African countries and then potentially to Germany for safety reasons. There are approximately 19,000 U.S. citizens currently in Sudan needing a way out to safety, according to the New York Times. And unfortunately, their international airport has been a target for a lot of the attacks going on right now, and their airspace is technically closed. So again, that's kind of why they're trying to get the U.S. personnel to neighboring African countries first. If you're not caught up on the situation in Sudan, you might go back and listen to our episodes on it from last week, but essentially it's two military generals taking each other on. The death toll has risen to 330 at least, with thousands injured in the fighting. But these numbers are almost always underestimates, as we've reported before. You know, they want to give the most accurate numbers possible, so they err on the conservative side. But as we know, accurate numbers in general are just hard to come by, especially when war first breaks out. So just so we know, you know, the situation could be a lot worse. There have been reports 
of these troops basically breaking into homes and harming civilians. Even a European ambassador was attacked inside a home. And I also think it's safe to assume that sexual assault is a component of this war as the RSF is known to have committed such atrocities in the past in much more peaceful situations than this. U.S. personnel in the area have been instructed to shelter in place until they get further instructions and to definitely not try to get to the U.S. embassy as it is in the middle of the worst fighting. The U.S. is also asking for a ceasefire as is the rest of the world, at least for a few days. The area is running out of food and money, so time is kind of running out before this conflict turns into a full-blown crisis. We'll keep you guys posted. And for our final story today, the Supreme Court preserves access to abortion meds. Last Friday evening, the Supreme Court announced their decision that Mifeprestone would stay on the market and is fine to be mailed to customers. As we have mentioned before, this drug is used in over half the abortions in the United States. If the Supreme Court had ruled to get rid of the drug, they would have ultimately been saying that the FDA did not do its due diligence and that's why, because that's what this case was ultimately about. In saying that, it would have basically undermined the FDA's medical authority in the United States, and it's unclear what next steps might have been. You know, would the FDA have pursued reapproving this drug? Would the Supreme Court have tried to oversee that process somehow? It's just such a slippery slope. If if you know a judicial branch is going to try and say that they know better the medical process of approving drugs than the FDA, you know, where does that end? And what would really make them qualified to say that? You see how it could spiral here. That said, conservative religious groups are vowing to continue their fight to take the drug off the market nationally. What will their angle be this time? Who can say? They're going to have to get creative, though, because this one was already a major stretch. And that for today is the news du jour. I have one more story on the bird flu, but I'm going to save it for you guys tomorrow so we can end off perfectly at 15 minutes. That's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, nothing is so common as the wish to be remarkable. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.